My name is Andy Case, another football card quest, and you're listening to the NoOffSeason.com Sports Card Content Network. Be sure to subscribe to all of our podcasts, including Sports Card Strategy, Hoops and Cards, and my show, Football Card Quest, dedicated to football cards, research, and selling tips. We're all working together to help you fund your PC and enjoy the hobby. And we live by the motto, there is no off-season. What's going on, everybody? Paul Hickey here with NoOffSeason.com. You are consuming the Sports Card Strategy Show brought to you by Graybo's Sports Cards. Graybo's Sports Cards is a local hobby shop owned by Gray Burnett, Ryan Fitz, and Duke Denny one-time Dodson and is located in the Arts District in Richmond, Virginia. Graybo sports the best selection of raw and graded singles in the mid-Atlantic and a wide variety of wax. Graybo's breaks on whatnot and or drip five nights a week. Listeners of Sports Card Strategy can receive a 10% discount from Graybo's on drip, whatnot, or their website at graybo's.co by entering the code STRATEGY2023. You can follow all of Graybo's news and updates on Instagram at Graybo's underscore card. Don't forget to go premium at nooffseason.com. Get your free 30-day trial today to help you build your sports card investment portfolio. We have just launched Sports Card School at nooffseason.com. Check it out at sportscardschool.com. All of the data we use on the Sports Card Strategy Show is from Market Movers. Get a free 14-day trial followed by 20% off for life by using the promo code NOOFFSEASON at marketmoversapp.com today. All right, you're about to enter a Wednesday deep dive with Kendall the Lefty McKee and Connor Barnett, head of content at nooffseason.com. Lefty and Connor, take it away. Come on, Connor. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Connor Barnett here, head of content at nooffseason.com. I'm here with Lefty Kendall the Lefty. Oh, excuse me. Kendall the Lefty McKee today. Lefty, how we doing, brother? I'm good. That music gets me hyped. I love talking sports cards. We are deep diving, which is so fun to be able to kind of go through the next layer of things. Talk about not only the cards we're investing in, the stats and, and the numbers that we're looking at, with in regards to how we're really getting granular with investments. And uh, I think this is going to be such a fun show considering I have done a ton of research outside of my comfort zone this week to go into a uh, very unique episode today, Connor, that I'm excited to share with you. I love it. Yeah, Lefty's been putting in the work. Uh, real quick before we hop into our portfolio building segment, just want to say thanks uh, for being here, Buffalo Boone. Good morning, Barry Sif. What's up, Matt Rubin? Uh, appreciate you guys in the live chat. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and hop right into things, Lefty. Um, as you guys can see by the title of today's show, uh, we're doing a lot of Prism Silver talk today. Uh, and I think with good reason. We we pitch Prism Silvers very frequently uh, throughout the network and throughout the uh, no offseason network, that is. And um, I think a lot of times people ask why specifically and what exactly makes up uh, that 
that perfect storm to that that Prism Silvers provide for investors. So uh, I'm excited to hop into this today. But as we hop into our portfolio building segment, um, I just want to jump right into who I'm picking for Flyers, Heroes, and Goats. I'm going to give a quick overview for those of you that uh, are not listening uh, on a regular basis and haven't heard our breakdown. But for your Flyers, these guys are going to be um, these guys can be risky and safe, but for the most part, they seem to be typically risky. Um, the Flyers are going to be the cheaper cards, more likely than not. Uh, the guys that are the riskier plays and less established athletes. Uh, heroes are going to be the kind of the next step up. The guys that are uh, established themselves in their respective sports league. However, they haven't really made the jump to the most elite players. And then you have your goats, uh, which obviously are the top tier guys, your, your Brady's, your Michael Jordan's, things like that. Um, and I've got some interesting picks for you today, Lefty, and I'm very comfortable with you fading any and all of them. So let's go ahead and hop right into it. Cool. Up first, we got our Flyers. I'm going with Rui Hachimura. His 2019 Prism-based PSA 10. Rui Hachimura is a forward uh, slash wing for the Los Angeles Lakers, um, who's kind of saw, uh, especially in the playoffs last year, saw a, a little bit of a rise in his stock uh, and has seen a little bit of an increase in workload over the last couple of years, which I'm a big Rui guy, so I like them doing that. Uh, why have I picked this card? It's got a pop count of 84.42, so it's very accessible. Uh, and it's down 55% the last 14 days, um, which might sound like a huge number, but it's not as big as it seems because this is a cheap card. It last sold for just 4 bucks, so it went from about $10 to $4, uh, and it is liquid. 11 trades in the last 14 days. Um, I also like this card for upside. So throughout 2020 and 2021, this card hovered anywhere from $40 to $150. So right now, the fact that you can pick up uh, this Prism Basin PSA 10 for just four bucks uh, for a guy that I think could uh, play a decent role in a playoff run for the Lakers this year. Um, if they're going to be successful, I think he's going to have to step up and provide some big minutes. So I think that our sell marker would be a, a Lakers playoff run here. Um, what do you think about Rui Hachimura and investing in this $4 PSA 10? Well, this is this is deep diving, my friend. <laughs> Rui sure Hachimura used to have a name that everybody was so excited about coming out of that Wizards uh, or getting drafted into the Wizards system, coming out of Japan. Just a unique name. Uh, just a guy that we really thought would be different in the NBA. We thought he would be more of a dominant low post presence rather than um, the stretch four almost that he's becoming right now. Um, and when I watch him recently, Connor, I'm, I'm interested or I'm excited that you brought him up for a couple of reasons. Cause I've been watching the Lakers um, because I, I love LeBron James. We've talked about this a lot. We've talked about LeBron being one of my favorite investments over the last couple of years for a bunch of markers um, that he's going to project into the future. But I watched this Lakers team one because I love LeBron and two is because I can't stand Anthony Davis and I just want to see what kind of nonsense he's going to do. So I ended up watching the Lakers a lot. Plus it's late at night. And so I can just kind of chill in my bed and, and watch uh, LeBron cook. But I've been interested watching this Rui Hachimura play uh, with the Lakers because Every once in a while, I'll like catch him, like I'll be texting or something. I'll look out of the side of my eye. I'm like, oh, LeBron's taking a jump. Oh, nope. That's Rui Hachimura. His body style is very similar to that of LeBron. And I wonder if LeBron has, or if the Lakers saw that, brought him in, saw a player that was underdeveloped in Washington, and they're developing him into a different kind of player with, uh, with the Lakers. And I've seen so far... 
his minutes with the Lakers are a lot better than his minutes with the Wizards. He was trying to play the same role as Gafford and some other guys out in Washington. It just wasn't working. But now if you've got him in this three, four dominant, like strong slasher slash jump shooter role, um, I think he plays a bigger and more relevant role with the Lakers. And it shocks me that you can get a PSA 10 for $4. That is first off that no matter how you cut that or how you slice it, that's an L for the person who's selling because (laughs) it's $15 to even grade a card. And so then he's selling it to you for $4. That's like barely what you can. I mean, I would say that's probably what you could get that card for raw pretty close like three dollars yeah, less than even that. if you're buying it but prior to this drop off you're in that eight to ten dollar range so uh, yeah either way you cut it up at a psa 10 it, uh it's kind of a no-brainer to me and like you're saying the minutes that he's getting in los angeles feel definitely different than when he was in washington right now he's getting about 23 minutes a game and he's turning that into 12 points a game shooting 50 percent from the field and 43 percent from three um, and I think you made a really good point in the Lakers kind of transforming him into a different role. He definitely was not uh, a catch and shoot guy early in his career. And I mean, he still is a little early in his career. However, uh, when he was in Washington, he definitely wasn't a catch and shoot guy. So the fact that they've developed that a little bit um, and and you make a good point that he does have a, a similar physical makeup to LeBron. So um, I think anyone that's playing alongside LeBron at a similar height, size and position likely is going to get some good, valuable feedback, uh, whether it's direct or just indirect from watching uh, one of the greatest of all time play the game. So um, are we are we invested in Rui? You know, I think you could do a lot worse with $4. And it's not going to go down, Connor. Like, There's no way this... I, nowhere I don't, to go. There's nowhere to go. Like, we're at the bottom here. And so I would say, um, yeah, give me a couple of Ruiz. I think this, I, I think you can make 10x on this pretty easily. So, cool. Cool, cool, um, cool. yeah, I'm going to say, give me a, give me a Rui Hachi. I'm on board. Let's hop into Christian McCaffrey. Who's my hero pick uh, His 2017 optic hollow PSA 10 is down 26% the last 14 days. Last sale was $170. Um, it only has a pop count of 209, but surprisingly, if you go on eBay, there's tons of listings for McCaffrey. Um, not a ton specific optic hollows, but a lot of optic stuff. So there's, there's deals to be found there. Um, I'm on the fence with this one. I just want to preface this. So obviously this card is down 26% in two weeks. Uh, $170 is a, is a low valuation for this card relative to its um, long-term history. Um, I don't know that I think the 49ers... I'm, I'm, I'm pitching this card as a warning for people that might want to be investing in it for a couple of reasons. I don't know that the 49ers are contenders. We've talked a lot, especially with Andy on the show on Monday. Wow. We talked a lot about... Go ahead. That's I just... Wow. Go ahead. Well, it, to me, it's Eagles. It's we just don't have Brock Purdy doesn't have that in him. He doesn't have that experience that they've. It looks like the 49ers have kind of shied away in big games over the years. Uh, McCaffrey's not getting younger and he's injury prone. I don't know. I'm not I'm not a believer in the 49ers. McCaffrey's injury prone. We don't often pitch skill players, much less running backs. And this card hasn't really seen legit upside since 2021. So even though it's down 26%, like if it goes back up, it might go back up to where it was if he plays well. What's what's your marker here? You know, there's a lot of questions outside of a Super Bowl. Um, he's already had an unbelievable season. He had the record of 
or tied the record of touchdowns scored in consecutive games. In theory, this card should be should be pumping along, and it's not. So I think it would take a lot to get this to move, but I'm curious to see what you think uh, in terms of investing in this Christian McCaffrey card. No, I I don't invest in in uh, non quarterbacks in the NFL uh, for the most part. That's my rule. I am very granular when it comes to investing in basketball cards. And when it comes to investing in football cards, there's basically one type of player that I'm looking for. And in football, it is quarterbacks only for me. I mean, that's really, honestly, the hobby is a lot of quarterbacks only. And I think Andy would, a guy like Andy would disagree because he's, he's dipping into uh, football only. But if for guys like me who are, building a portfolio with many sports i think quarterbacks are really the only thing you can focus on especially unless this is your full-time job because the 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 role players are going up and down so often so but with christian mccaffrey i do think the best days for his sports cards are behind us um he's coming off that 2021 bubble which is why these cards were selling at such a high marker we got to remember that the 2020 2021 um, card market was much different than the one we're rocking right now. And so we can't always expect our prices to always go back up to that. And that's something that I'll actually talk about later in the Prism Silver talk. But I think Christian McCaffrey here doesn't fit the marker for me for a couple of reasons. He, I would say that the, the 49ers are contenders because I think there's four teams that are contenders um, in that in that division or in that um, conference. And so I think you've said three of them, I would put them up there just because of the weapons that he has. And we've seen him make playoff games before and they got to uh, what was it? The semis last year. Um, And so I think that the 49ers do get back up to that degree and they have enough in them and their defense is good enough to where this team can win ball games. Uh, but I don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to see that much of a rise. I think a lot of his market is already baked into that $170 mark. Um, and I just think there's go buy a Brock Purdy instead. Then a lot uh, of better places to put $170, I think. Yeah. In NFL. I think so too. Yeah. And uh, Card Banker 20 makes a good point. One marker might be when they beat the Eagles this weekend or when he gets some MVP hype. Um, Could be. A couple things, couple things there. First thing is I don't think they beat the Eagles this weekend. And if you do, like the smart play, in my opinion, and you can check me on this lefty, if, you, if you're if you wanting to use the Eagles game as a marker, I'm not waiting for them to win. I'd rather have the card in hand now and be listing as an auction to in when the game's starting yeah. to get any sort of hype there without without elevating or uh, uh, exposing myself to too much risk. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about how sometimes ending that auction after the game can allow you to get that extra 10% on the, on the, you know, the crystallization. But then we've talked about how that extra 10% is such a risk. Go ahead and take the 90% and have the auction in before the game starts. So you are correct. You would already want to have that on a seven day or potentially a, a three to five day auction as well. Um, if you're listing it today, but the fact of the matter is I don't own any Christian McCaffrey cards, so I am not putting them on auction because so uh, essentially, yes, this would be a fade for me. Cool. And I want I do want to address carbon cards at the point MVP hype. Um, I think this is a good point as well. However, right now he's 10th in MVP odds, uh, on Fox news at like, I actually have it up. I'll give you an exact number. He's plus 2,500. 
He's below Trevor Lawrence on favorites to win NFL MVP right now. Do I think he should be there? Absolutely not. However, that's just uh, the fact of the matter. Quarterbacks have such a prominence in terms of MVP favoritism. He's not even the first position player on that list. Yeah. So um, Tyreek Hill. I don't think I'd be using that one necessarily uh, as a marker, but I think it's a good point. We'll keep rolling right along here in our portfolio building segment. Um, And we're actually going to, I picked my goat specifically from last week's show. Uh, We had a comment from Chad. I'm sorry if I butcher this, Chad. uh, Radesi. I said, great show. Thoughts on Kevin Durant as an investment this season. So naturally for my goat, I picked Kevin Durant. I'm going to pitch the card left here and we can kind of talk this specific card as well as Durant's overall market and where we think uh, people should be in terms of investing in him. So the card I got is 2007 Topps Chrome Base PSA 10, uh, which is down 25.9% the last 14 days. In my opinion, this is probably the best Kevin Durant card you can invest in right now. Uh, Pop count 1049, so it's pretty accessible. Last sale was $760. Uh, which is basically the lowest it's traded over the last three years. I think this is easily a $1,000 card. Um, And I think the Suns are legit. I said it when they made the trade that I thought they won the trade. Um, They're 11-6 and without their big three. Grayson Allen has been playing really well. Um, KD's hooping. 31.3 points a game, seven boards, five and a half assists on 53% from the field and 52% from three. And he's doing this at 35 years old. Um... I think a lot of people were concerned after that injury with Golden State in the playoffs that he wouldn't come back the same. He's coming back better. This might be the best statistical season he's had so far. Um, in terms of an investment, I think this card specifically is one I'd feel comfortable investing in for Kevin Durant just because it's down. And I think it's undervalued big time. I think this is easily a $1,000 card. I think Bradley Beal comes back and he meshes well with Book uh, and Durant as long as Beal is willing to defer to the other two. Um, they can make a serious playoff run and, and give Kevin Durant a lot of markers for this this specific card. So Kevin Durant broke my heart when he left Oklahoma City, um, and so he's he's got a sore spot for me in in the markers. Plus, I think there is no way Connor he keeps this he keeps the statistical analysis up. It's literally not possible, in my opinion, for him to shoot fifty percent from three the rest of the season. Like, there's just no way. Plus. Uh, he's he's now questionable with a foot contusion. And so like this is the problem with Durant is he pops off and he goes on absolute insane runs and then it looks like he gets either bored or tired and he'll just he'll just be coasting for a little bit. And I think the Suns he's had to pull up his uh you know he he, he can't lose his shorts per Chad Gill last Monday, but he's had to win these games without Booker and now Booker's back uh, to some degree and he, we see how his minutes and his efficiency has been pushed towards Booker a little bit even though last night he went 15 for 15 from uh, from uh, for the free throw line or two nights ago I mean that's an insane stat in itself I mean this guy is going to the bucket again for the first time in a long time you know, and he's he's only shot 14 from the field rather than 21 and 27 his previous two games. But the guy is shooting well. Um, you can't deny he's an absolute sniper. I mean, he's got scoring titles in his bag already. Um, Kevin Durant is, unfortunately, I think he's a goat because I love to hate Kevin Durant, but I also can't deny that he is a dog and a half, Connor. And I think if you can get this card, 
for where it's at. Markers for him are definitely going to be in the playoffs this season. Suns are legit. Um, I, you know, I think around 760. I actually have another Kevin Durant card I'm going to talk about here in a minute that's around 1K instead. Okay. And so the last 760 um, of a 2007 Chrome Base 10, that card's kind of hard to find a lot of times. You know, the pop count is 1,049, but it doesn't really, I don't, I don't see it circulated a lot, at least in a 10. Um, and so people are holding that. And so I think even though the pop count is in the four digits, I think a lot of those are holders. And so I, I could see, you know, this trade or this uh, card trading very quickly going forward um, and going higher than it is currently. Cool. Um, and I want to ask you something before we hop into your, your Kevin Durant card that you wanted to discuss. Um, KD's coming up on his 30,000 point mark. He's right around the 27.5 range right now. So about a year and a half, maybe a little bit less, depending on how healthy he stays and how much he plays. Um, is that a sell marker? Is that big enough to, to make a push in cards at 30,000 point mark? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's never going to, I don't think he's going to catch LeBron like there. No. And so that would be the ultimate sell marker is if he were to, to win this uh, or to get to number one in points in the NBA, which he's not going to do because LeBron's probably going to play longer than him, unfortunately. Just at 40K for LeBron. So, you know, that's 10,000 difference. So there's no way he's picking up that many. Uh, that many twos and threes, even if his three-point percentage is at 50% for the rest of his career. So I think that is a legit sell marker. I think the playoff run for the Suns is a is a bigger sell marker, and it's sooner. So, um, yeah, yeah, that's where I would be with it. Let me correct myself real quick. LeBron, 39K, not 40K. But uh, Lefty, you want to hop into your other card for, for Kevin Durant? Yeah, so... You know, I was going to use it as uh, this is Prism Silver talk. And so as we're going to jump in from portfolio building into a path to profit play, typically what I like to do here is show something that I've been working on and trying to get inside the mind of Lefty and trying to figure out how I am trying to make money. And so when I started this let me just give you a brief recap for those of you that are have either just started to listen or have only listened for the past maybe five or six months. Let me give you a brief recap of my trading card portfolio before we jump into where I'm at now. So I originally had a ton of baseball cards because I grew up as a baseball card uh, uh, collector. Then I jumped into Sports Illustrated for Kids as a kid. And I had this collection of Sports Illustrated for Kids cards along with my baseball or my baseball cards. So that's where I got into other sports. Then as I grew up and started getting into like the 2019, 2020 era, I started collecting a lot of players that I thought were just cool or either that I could make profit on that I saw around sports in general. So I started really diversifying my portfolio with baseball, basketball, football, soccer, etc. And then... I got to a point where I was so broad that I was I was I was kind of lost in the sauce. And so I actually went to a card show and sold every single one of my cards that was not a soccer or a baseball card. I just like I just was like, I've got to focus. So then I went back to focus specifically on those two sports. 
And now, since I've gotten a little more of a handle with it and studying sports cards with you guys every single day, then I have been able to use like the the I've been able to lean on like Andy and Chad and Paul aren't these guys that are dropping knowledge from these other sports to move marginally back into the other other uh, sports. Well, here's my one caveat with this. I pretty much only or not pretty much. This is a definitive statement. I only buy two kinds of basketball cards. I buy either a rookie ticket auto if I can afford it or a prism silver PSA 10. That is all. That's all I buy unless it's like a very PC card. For instance, I bought a Josh Giddy card uh, that was a brush strokes something at the National just because I liked it and I'm a Thunder fan. But that is a very like small play. That is like a very small amount of my card money is going towards PC money. So I'm investing in rookie ticket autos and PSA 10 silvers. So this today I went into PSA 10 silvers of different prism silver guys around the nba and i i when i was doing my research last week connor i looked into just a couple of different players and you can actually bring up a chart of six different cards at one time and so i was just putting cards together because there's a couple of guys that i'm wanting to get into or out of and i'm just looking at this stuff and i just happened to put these six guys that I'm about to show you, and for those of you listening, I'll, I will tell you as well, but I'm about to show you the chart that I pulled up um, originally. So let me add to the stage here. So for those of you that can see that, I know it's kind of small, but there are six cards here, and it's a PSA 10 Prism Silver of Tyrese Maxey, Zion Williamson, Tyrese Halliburton, Shea, uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Chet Holmgren, and Devin Booker. I figured that all these cards would be at much different price points went before I looked at them. I was like, okay, I probably would have listed this. You know, I'm just let's just do this for fun, Connor. Before you looked at the price, how would you have ranked these in terms of prices from from least to greatest? Least to greatest, I would probably go. I'd probably go, oh, this is tough. Yeah. Because a couple of these guys are, to me, in my opinion, are really toss-ups. Um, least to greatest, I'd probably go Halliburton, unfortunately, even though I love his game. And then I'd go Chet, Maxi, Williamson, SGA Booker. In my, That's my thought, but that's purely based on how much I believe in them as basketball players. Okay. Well, you're actually pretty close in terms of their evaluation, other than Zion is way higher but he's still coming down from where he was like skyrocketed a couple of years ago so the true evaluation is actually the uh, based on last sales maxi and tyrese halliburton are tied for last you've got chet holmgren after that with a two dollar <laughs> two dollar raise from maxi and halliburton then you've got um then you've got it's Zion Williamson after that with a $50 difference between essentially between Zion and Chet. And then you've got another uh, $10 extra on top of that for Shea. And then you go 500 extra dollars for Devin Booker's cards. And so for those of you that are looking at the graph, you can kind of see how there's five players that are together here on this map. And then there's one 
that's just up here by itself, and that's Devin Booker. So the reason I wanted to bring this up today is I kind of marginally threw in Devin Booker here. He has been in the league longer than these other players, but I would put him in a very similar category with SGA in my mind. You know, they're like scorers that they, you know, they both came from Kentucky. They both have had teams where they've been good. They both have had teams where they've been bad and they were just putting up shots like crazy. I just did not expect a $500 difference on their Prism Silver cards. And so I walked through the process, Connor, of saying, okay, pop count wise, maybe that's the problem. So with SGA and Devin Booker, the pop count on these PSA 10s, Booker has about um, a little under half of what SGA has. And I was like, okay, well, that's got to be it. That's why he's comparatively very similar. Well, he's also got the almost the exact same pop count as Chet and Tyrese Halliburton, which I understand there why their evaluations are different as well. But I, here's what I'm saying. Here's the point that I'm getting at. I think there are two players, borderline three players on this list that are heavily undervalued. I think Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Halliburton, and Shea Gilgis-Alexander are highly undervalued on this list. Maxey is undervalued, but he's on his way up. Tyrese Halliburton is sneaky. I talked about him on Monday. Currently, he is number 28 on our investment list, and I think he's about to be a lot higher than 28. I'll just put it to you that way. Let me also say that Devin Booker is number 30 on our list. Tyrese Halliburton, number 28. I would much rather be investing in a $425 Tyrese Halliburton with almost the exact same pop count than I would a $1,000 Devin Booker card right now. I think the Tyrese Halliburton being half the price of a Devin Booker card is, is phenomenal in terms of looking at Halliburton's top end. I think that is something that I might have found one of my favorite investments in sports cards right now because I think Halliburton and Shea deserve that $1,000 price point, and I don't think they're, they're, they're at half of what that is. Chet, I think he's a little inflated right now. I think when you look at him uh, um, against other rookies, he 427 is really high because of the lofty expectations he's had so far. When you look at 463 from this Zion Williamson, if I go to the all data chart here, Connor, you'll see how Zion Williamson is the yellow line and he traded at the top end. His card was $6,340. Er, $6, like that was during the, the, the sports card bubble, but he even in 2021 traded for four grand in this card. And now this card is down to $400, $450, $480. Like that I like is that price point too. I mean, you've got to think that that's a close floor to where he's going to be. I mean, he's actually playing now. So he's playing, he's playing very well. Yeah. And so you've got to think that this is the floor on this card, right? Because we talk about how there's card darlings and how there are people with their, their values will go back up strong because there's already money in the hobby that is in his name. And I think that Williamson could go up, but it's just not a guy that I want. I want to stay away from that card right now, personally. Sure. 
But when I look at a thousand dollar Booker pr- Prism PSA ten and a four hundred and twenty dollar Prism Halliburton, and I look at them on our investment list, and one of them is very close to the other one, and then you've got SGA. So then I said, okay, Connor, I'm going to go to our list and I'm going to compare it to other guys that are up high on our list. So for those of you that are watching, I'm going to, this is the next one. I've taken off Chet and I've put Jason Tatum in here. So now the six cards are Booker, Maxi, Williamson, Halliburton, SGA, and Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum's last sale, $790, Connor. Cheaper than Booker. Cheaper than Booker. And now, to be fair, there's a extreme difference in pop count for Booker and Tatum. Tatum has 830 PSA 10s. Booker has 215. Also, building my point for Tyrese Halliburton at 220 for half the price. So I do think Halliburton has some run here because I do think he gets some MVP votes this year. And I think the Pacers are wildly outperforming themselves. Let me Let me compare you to another guy here. Kevin Durant put that here. And if you look at the all data on this card, the Kevin Durant prism silver has an average sale price of 18, 1890, almost 2000 for a PSA 10. Now this card is much different. I should just throw an outlier out there that I just wanted to talk about Kevin Durant in, in a prism silver because this card only has 15 PSA 10s. So you could sell this card for whatever you wanted, basically, because there's very few out here. But what I'm saying is that is just in a grand scheme of things, that's not very much higher than Devin Booker cards. My point here, Connor, ultimately my point here is that I think I would never buy this Devin Booker card because I feel like it's so inflated and he's got to do so many things to get that card price to go up. And here I'm going to bring up your boy, Ja Morant. We have $447 John Morant card, and that has dropped from grace, my friend. Like, we've seen uh, John Morant come down a lot. I mean, his cards were trading at, uh, over. this card was over $1,000 less than a year ago. And now it's at $447. Add a different player in here, Ant-Man, Anthony Williams. He's already at $561, which kind of is impressive as well when you look at how 561, you have the same set that Tyrese Halliburton's in, and you've got a thousand, a 1.1K more PSA 10s in Anthony Edwards than you do Tyrese Halliburton. I'm just saying, Connor, all of this data pointing to me that this card, Tyrese Halliburton, needs to be the card that I am looking for going forward because I believe in his game. I believe. Even though he's got a, a, a small market, I think all of these markers together, Connor, show that this card is way undersold. And yes, we are seeing a 21% rise right now, but I think this card could go up to five, $600 by the end of the year. That's a fantastic breakdown, Lefty, with a lot of good comparisons. Real quick, I'm going to give my thoughts, but before I do, I want will you kind of explain to the audience some of the characteristics that that make these prism silvers so appealing to us, um, so they can they have a better understanding of why we're focusing on them so much. Yeah, I think it's a it's a card that is um, regularly seen. I think that is, um, you know, it, it's almost like in my head, I trade a lot of Bowman Chrome firsts. In my head, this is the Bowman Chrome first of basketball cards. 
we have seen how the prisms uh the prism rookie card is the one that people are chasing for particular players on the low end now the high end would be their rookie ticket auto um and actually their rookie ticket auto sells more than their prism auto most of the time but on the low end their uh prism silvers so that's the refractor version of the prism rookie card so essentially you're getting a refractor in baseball terms, you're getting a refractor Bowman first chrome here for their rookie. This is their first card in a prism uniform or in a uh, prism card within their pro uniforms. And so this is what we're looking at here with it's a standard card that it has a pop count that is um, not as aggressive as the base prism silver or base prisms. For instance, the base prism we talked about earlier with Rui Hachimura is four dollars. You know, that's that is the base prism. Now, let's go to I'm sure it's much different, but I'm sure let's look up really quickly what the uh, what the Rui Hachimura PSA 10 goes for. Um, I mean, it's going for thirty one dollars. So you're almost getting a 10 X from a base to a silver PSA 10. So I think. That is another part of the appealing process is that the silvers are a little more desirable. They're a card that Chad Gill has talked about quite a bit. They're a card that we've seen um, traded quite often in basketball world. And it's simple for me to go find them, know exactly what I'm looking for. There's no like contenders versus optic here or anything like this. There's not a confusing set marker or anything. It's a prism silver PSA 10. There's not, not a lot of negotiables. There are parallels that you can go higher on, but this is simply basically a refractor. The silver is a refractor of the base prism card. And that's the one where I think is the most desirable and most liquid card in the hobby in basketball, in my perspective, would be the one that's traded the most often. And this price point is actually pretty high for a base card with no with no uh, autographs. And I think that's because of the pop count. You're seeing basketball players be more highly, highly expensive because there's, I think, like 10 times less players in the NBA than there are in other sports. I mean, think about it. You've got a starting five rather than a starting 11 or, you know, et cetera, et cetera uh, for baseball. So. Does that explain what you're asking or do I need to Absolutely, go yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a, like when we look at demand, liquidity and even volatility, like these cards will jump if if they deserve to jump. We see it in your research, I see it all the time uh in the stuff that I research like they're going to these are cards that you can make money on cuz they move cuz they have that demand mm -hmm. um and they trade well. So, um I think that's a good point. I'm going to hop into my thoughts on the situation on uh, your breakdown, which I love. I think Halliburton's a great buy right now. And we were talking before the show that he, he does need to move up in our rankings at this price point with how well he's playing. He's averaging 26 points and 11 assists a game. Like you said, the Pacers are uh, outperforming expectations. Definitely something we need to lock in on. And uh, I need to do even more research and, and see where, where he belongs in those rankings. However, you mentioned Maxi. You mentioned SGA and Booker being similar in your eyes and i agree this year for sure i think that sga we've talked about sga all the time i love sga however let's talk about the differences between those two and why i think that might be a thousand dollar card with decent reason like i still think it's a little overvalued however booker's a three-time all-star he has a 70 point game he's been 
a stud essentially his entire career. He's stuck with the same team. All-NBA first team in 2022. NBA all-rookie team in 2016. Runner-up rookie of the year. Um, They have a legitimate shot at a championship. They reached the finals in 2021. I think he just has a lot. Of, I think that I think that they're very similar effectiveness players, but I think that he's done a lot of things so far in his career. And we t- you you touched on it too, like he's been around longer, and that's that's some of it. But um, I think he's a little bit of a hobby darling because of the things he's done at a young age and the expectations that were set for him. So um, I do I do agree with you. I think it's overvalued a little bit, likely because he is that hobby darling, right? Like people just love Devin Booker. Um, with that being said, I'm not going to take anything away from your your analysis there because I think the the guys that you mentioned are undervalued. I even think that Zion card is something to look at. Some trading at 400 around 400 dollars. I mean, he, he's missed two games this year. He looks pretty healthy. He looks leaner. He's scoring, I think, 23 ish a game on great efficiency per usual. Halliburton, Zion. We've been talking about Maxi and SGA. All those cards are great points. I'm not huge on Chet. Because I'm worried about Chet getting hurt, and I'm worried about Chet's ceiling. The rest, I'm not, of the guys, I'm not recommending Chet here. I just, yeah, was yeah. Compar- I was just, I was just rolling through the list. Yeah, yeah. I was comparing guys that I that I was just interested to see where their card markets were, and so here's what I am recommending in this graphic of the original graphic of the six players. Z- here's my my take: is Devin Booker overvalued, Chet Holmgren overvalued, uh. Zion, Maxi, Halliburton, way undervalued, I think, uh, from where Zion's market can be. Uh, Now, I just to be fair, I'm not willing to go back to the Zion well because I have I got PTSD in that area personally. (laughs) Uh, But Shea, I think, is undervalued because he's at 475. And like I said on Monday, I think he has the chance to win a scoring title. Um, I mean, his efficiency is not going down and his usage rate is not going down. And this Thunder team is second in the West uh, or sorry, fifth in the West that earlier this week, they were second in the West. And um, this Indiana Pacers team is also in the playoffs currently. If, if it was to be over right now, which I know we're maybe, you know, a quarter into the NBA season, but this Pacers team is giving people fits, Connor. And I yep. think they're going to end up in the playoffs. And I think people are going to be like, who is this guy? Oh, this is that Halliburton guy that used to play for the Kings. I, I believe, was he traded for Sabonis? Uh, I think he was a part of that trade, but I can't confirm a hundred percent. So, I mean, this guy has juice underneath him. The Pacers brought him in to be those, that guy. Um, <laughs> welcome shoes and so i think additionally connor there this is the only thing i'm going to say about this i added paolo bencaro to this list earlier actually i'm going to talk about paolo in a little bit there's a specific thing i want to quote on on monday's show um and i want to add paolo into the into the psa silver talk later so let's transition here okay I think I think this is a phenomenal breakdown by you, Lefty. Um, and another thing I wanted to uh, one more thing before we hop into the next segment, investor fade, is that all three of the guys that you're saying are undervalued right now are likely more than likely, I'd say, going to be all stars. Um, and there was we talked about it on the Overflow Show. If you're not a premium member and want access to the Overflow Show or access to premium advice, 
Um, go to nooffseason.com. You get a free 30-day trial there. But you, Paul, and Chad talked about it on the Overflow Show, um, and you both, all three of you kind of had a little bit of differing opinions on if you should use the All-Star break as a sell marker. One thing that I really liked from Chad was that he <clears throat> he said it's not a marker for everyone playing in it. It's definitely not a marker for all NBA players, but it's typically a marker for starters. So if you look at some of the data, it's backed up a little bit there in terms of seeing healthy spikes by the starters in the All-Star game. Um, so if any of these guys we see a starter uh, selection in this year's All-Star game, which they very well could, I mean, all three of them, really. Yeah. Um, we could see, like, there's just markers for these guys. And when you look at, I love the Halliburton pick because it's so undervalued, but you look at Maxi, they got playoff markers. You look at SGA, they're building over there. So I think this is great analysis by you. I love the Halliburton pick, and I like Maxi and SGA per usual. Um, Just uh, the final recommendation that I would put here is currently, I know we talk about fantasy sports very little on this show, but currently in a in a category roto league, Tyrese Halliburton is the number one fantasy player in NBA. Yeah. Number one, Connor. That's over Jokic. That's over uh, Embiid. That's over God knows who else is in the NBA. He's number one. The best in the league right now. I'll take $425 to the bank. Absolutely. On this one. I love it. That's a good, that's some good deep dive content there. We're going to keep it rolling. We're going to hop into invest slash fade uh, a segment where I pitch two cards against each other for lefty for uh, either similar or different characteristics and qualities. Um, and we are going to have lefty uh, pick one of them to move forward with. So let's start things off here. Um, in terms of my investor fade, we're going to actually, we're going to stay talking Zion. Um, his 2019 prism base to be exact. Um, I, our first, our first investor fade are two guys that I think typically we would want to stay away from. I picked them because they have opportunistic cards and I think there could be decent quick flips here. So Zion's 2019 prism base down 3% the last 14 days. This thing is liquid as all get out. It's traded 84 times in 14 days. Pop count of 22,000, so super accessible. Um, it's a $60 card right now, uh, which is essentially it's all-time low looking at historical data slash data. Um, <laughs> I don't know that with the pop Every count that week. this card can move crazy in terms of growth. Uh, but this, I mean, the the... Excuse me. The historical low that I'm referring to is like way down. Like this card could easily be a $150 card. I think if he continues to stay healthy uh, and makes an all-star appearance there. Mm -hmm. We're pitting that against Kenny Pickett. Oh, Paul's Lord. guy, Kenny Pickett. 2022, and we're putting it against a card you don't like. 2022 select premier level uh, PSA 10. This card's down 56% the last 14 days. It was going for $80 in September, and it just sold for 15 bucks. 15 bucks. I know we don't like Kenny Pickett. I know you don't like this card, but a $15 card that was trading for 80 bucks a month and a half ago. Who are you rolling with here? Uh, give me Zion, dude. Okay. As much <laughs> as much as Kenny Pickett is Paul's guy, he's my anti guy. I think I do not believe in Kenny Pickett. And I feel like um, as a Browns fans, there's just certain standards I have to live up to and I can't invest in Steelers cards. That's my one thing. Um, it, I mean, I would basically having to, I would, if I were to ever buy a Steelers card, I would have to send you money and then you would buy the Steelers card and then you would sell the card and then send me back the money. Uh, so I just, I can't have it on my hands, my friend. 
Um, speaking of hands, Kenny Pickett, Mr. Small Hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Zion Williamson is my pick here because I think his upside is higher. Um, I yeah. think Kenny Pickett is a starting NFL quarterback on a team that's probably going to win 11 games. They're, they're, <laughs> their schedule is so easy, Connor. Like, go look at where the the Steelers are going to be at the end of the year. If you look at his schedule, he's going to have a bunch of wins under his belt. But I think the Steelers go into a playoff game and get murdered because I don't believe in this team. I just think they're fake good. Um, I think they've squeaked out a bunch of early wins, and this defense is is highly pushing this team forward. But So I'm going to take Zion because I think the Pelicans are a team that can compete. Um, he's got players around him that are really good and playing better than they are expected to play as well. And Zion, given a healthy run, is still a dangerous person in the NBA. So um, give me give me the big blue devil right there, baby. Yeah, I've gotten to the point, Lefty, where when I'm picking these, when I'm picking these investor fades, I already have my pick in my head. So um, I'm, I'm with you there. I think Zion's the better investment there just because I don't have any any sort of belief in Kenneth Pickett in his small hands uh, any more than you do. Up next, we're heading over to the baseball realm. Um, let's talk Mike Trout, 2011 Bowman Draft Chrome. PSA 10, down 47% the last 14 days. Last sale, $425, which is a three-year low. Pop count, 13-16, so it's pretty accessible there. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I think this is actually a pretty, like, I know we don't typically invest in guys that are called up, However, I think this is like a pretty appealing price point for Trout. Uh, 14 years ago, this card was going for 800 bucks. Uh, so in the last 14 days, I don't know if I just said this wrong. I just pulled it back up. 46.8% down. So an $800 card, last sale, $425. Um, it traded three times over the last two weeks, so you can probably get it moved uh, when the time to sell comes along there. Uh, looking at historical data, um, I mean, this card does not belong where it's priced right now, in my opinion. Um, the problem is that I think we're obviously past um, a lot of the sell markers that we'd see for Trout early in his career. So what are you thinking? Uh, let me go and give you the second option, and then we'll, and then we'll talk. Second option, Shohei Otani, 2018 Topps Chrome Refractor Pitching, PSA 10. Down 20% the last 30 days. Last sell, $487. Pop count, 13.18. So super similar pop counts, super similar pricing. Um, I think both of these cards are six to $800 cards very easily. Who are you rolling with, Trout or Otani? Dude, I literally was about to be like, I don't care what this trout card is against. I'm on this trout card. It's one of my favorites. Um, I actually personally have had one of these cards and I sold it. Um, I, I bought it at $400 and sold it at $600. So the fact that it's back down in the $400 range, I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like it just tick, it like tickled my fancy there for a little bit of me getting back in on Mike Trout. Uh, but then you pitch it against one of the guys that I think is one of the best buys in the hobby right now because this 2018 PSA 10, 20% in the last 30 days, if it's trading at 487, I think as soon as he gets signed, this card goes back up. Con like, I, sh Shohei is almost a can't-miss investment right now because of his market share and because he we know he's been an MVP several times here and so um hmm mom, 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 mom. relatively similar you he is pitching in the card 
Um, pop count 13, 16, 13, 18. I'm going to surprise you here, Connor. I'm going to go Mike Trout. And here's why. Here's why. This is one of the Mike Trout cards to own. And if you can get this, I'm assuming you're you're getting this card raw. And so if you're getting this card raw, you're going to keep it raw. Um, and what I did last year is I went out and found one raw and then graded it and got a PSA 9. And they ended up selling it for $200 more than I bought it for. So that's similar what I, with what I would do here. Plus, there are so many other Shohei cards. I think actually PSA 10 lefty. Oh, it is? It's that price for a PSA 10. No freaking way. $425 last sale, 2011 Bowman Draft Chrome. You're right. Trout. Dude, thank you for that correction. That's a huge... That makes me even more excited to get in on this. Yeah. All signs point to Trout. So let's go in on Mike Trout, one of the greatest like baseball it. players of all time. I like it. Before we segue into the next one, I just got to point out a comment that we just got. Uh, Barry Siff asked Dr. Crack Chad Gill... Um, I believe it was Barry that asked him. I apologize. Oh, no, no. It was Shane Graham. Chad, do you PC any Halliburton given his Wisconsin connection? Ch Dr. Crack Chad Gill responds, absolutely. I'm friends with his dad who refers a lot of local youth basketball attorneys. You got to be freaking kidding me. Guys, Chad Gill is a, is a spectacle. He's got his hands everywhere. He knows everybody. I love it. I love it. Uh, I just had to point that out real quick because I thought that was awesome. The Halliburton connection for, for Dr. Crack. Um, up next. Chad, you're such an interesting eight. guy, man. He really is. He's the most interesting man in the world. Dosa Keys, baby. Uh, up next, our third one. We're going to talk a little bit of baseball or basketball. Football. Good gracious. We're going to talk some football and we're going to talk quarterbacks. Uh, we're going, and it's going to be a different quantity here. So the reason that I pick the quantities for each card is because I want their valuation to equal $1,000 because I think that gives us a better... Like in, in, in my brain, it makes it easier to pick a card for upside purposes. Like you can really break down um, how much money you can make if you have that number in mind. So 10 Jalen Hurts, 2020 Mosaic Green PSA 10. Pretty cool looking color match card. Down 27% the last 30 days. Last sale, $103. Um, this isn't a card with a lot of upside. Typically, it floats between 110 and 150. And if you look at the historical trends, it's been doing that for a while. Um, 19 trades the last 30 days, so very liquid. Pop count 1163. To me, this is like easy casual money because it's it's sitting below where it usually sits. Like I said, it sits between that 110 and 150 mark for the most part. And last sale, $103. So if you can snipe one right below 100 bucks, uh, I think it's going to hop in, in, in and out of that 120 to 150 range very easily. Mm -hmm. So you can have 10 of those. Casual money. Quick money, too, because we got markers casual um money. give me one sec sorry i just hopped out of my versus uh i think you just deleted it give me one second oh <laughs> sorry working off the same google doc there you go there right. we go joe burrow <laughs> 2020 prism psa 10 prism base psa 10 um so this is down 27 percent the last 30 days obviously burrow's out for the season with a kind of a freakish injury last sale 125 bucks so we're getting eight of these to equal that thousand dollar price point super liquid card 93 trades in the last 30 days but this is going to be a longer hold right because we got to wait we got to wait for that uh hype cycle spike slash joey b to return depending on what your marker is and how much risk you want to expose yourself to but 
the current valuation is pretty much an all-time low. Is it worth investing in Jalen Hurts for these quicker profits and cash flow purposes, being able to reinvest cash flow and maybe uh, crystallize those profits and run in a different direction? Uh, even though Burrow's card will likely bring larger profits, would you wait out Burrow here? Or what's your thought on Hurts versus Burrow? Wow, this is a tough one, man. Good. Um, I'm looking at Market Movers, um, which is the software that we use to do all of our card data. Um, and Joe Burrow is significantly more traded in the past 180 days and the 365 days than Hertz. But Hertz has a stable market and he is going into a pretty significant playoff run here. Plus, you're getting a color match here with the uh, with the green Jalen Hurts mosaic card. I don't really love mosaic cards usually, but this is a good looking card. Um, I think mosaic for football standards is a lower um, mosaic is a lower price point than prism typically. Um, and so the prism rookie Joe Burrow is highly sought after for a lot of the same reasons we've already talked about uh, prism silvers being highly sought after. Joe Burrow has an insane market and Jalen Hurts needs to have an insane market. Um, I think I would take 10 Jalen Hurts cards right now because I feel like I can sell them when they're in the Super Bowl and this will be $150 to $200 each uh, very quickly. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, because this card... Last February was selling at $166. And so I think this February it'll be much it'll be much more expensive than that. So uh yeah, give me a five, six hundred dollar profit if you have ten of them. Yeah. Yep, give me that. Yeah, I think you can't really lose here though. I think even if you go with Burrow, you just gotta go with you're just gonna wait longer. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna wait longer. It depends on your goals, really. So, um, I think it's a it's a win win scenario. But I'm also rolling with Hertz just for the cash flow purposes. There. Mm-hmm. Let's hop into the 1K budget builder, my favorite segment of the week. I don't know about you. Um, and let's. Uh, Lefty likes to have the themes, which I respect and appreciate for the budget builder. So, Lefty, go ahead and uh, share with everyone what what you're doing this week. So it's helpful for me to have themes, Connor, because. Otherwise, this can get all over the place. You know, like you've got you're giving me the assignment of you've got a thousand dollars. Pick, you know, pick a low, high end, mid range tier investment. That's like basically telling me to go to the national and buy three cards in the whole place. You know, it's just like, oh, my gosh, there's so many things I can do here. So I like to pick a theme every week. Last week was Joe week. We had Joe Burrow, Joe Flacco, Joe Montana. The week before that was, um, uh, you know, I can't even remember actually, but I had a theme. It was Shohei week. Oh, it was Shohei, Shohei Day. Yeah, Shohei Day. We had Joe Burrow or Joe Day after that. This week, we're having Silver Day. From all my research that I did this week on Prism Silvers, all of the cards that I have put in my $1,000 uh, bankroll right now are all PSA 10 prism silver cards of guys in the nba and there are three guys that we have not talked about yet 
my low end here, I am taking five of these cards. This is, I think, this is incredible to me, Connor. I love this card, by the way. Emmanuel Quickly, PSA 10, Prism Silver, Pop 110, average sale, $50. 50 bucks, Connor, for Emmanuel Quickly, PSA 10, Silver. Let that like sink it. in, everyone. These cards are, from uh, other players in the NBA are trading around 500 bucks, and you've got Emmanuel Quickly coming in at the sa- almost the same price as Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura's silver earlier was forty dollars. You're getting an Emmanuel Quickly PSA ten for fifty. I don't know if you guys have noticed what he's been doing in this sixth man role with the Knicks, but he's playing very well, scoring a ton. Like we see Emmanuel quickly playing to the to the degree of respect that he's had when he was coming out of Kentucky. He is scoring with the best of them. And I think given more run, you can see a maxi type rise out of quickly. Yes. You could quickly see a quick a quickly rise. You like that? I and love so- that comparison. I love it. I have that. I've had that conversation with friends actually. There's like three Tyrese Maxis in the league. It's like Emmanuel quickly. There's like Bones Highland who could do the same thing. Tyrese Max. There's like maybe like five of them really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love this. I love this pick. He's been snapping 27, 20, 23 his last three games. He just needs the time. To me, the Maxi comparison is so good because their play style is so similar. Finish well with either hand, score on all three levels. Their defense both sucks. Um, <laughs> Can shoot shoot with range. I think they're gonna. I think they both hope that their teams win. So I love to see quickly get more minutes. And that price for me, that's a good pick. Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. That's crazy, Connor. The Knicks are for sure gonna make the playoffs in the East. He's for sure gonna be behind Jalen Brunson, like just scoring buckets. It. I mean, this guy is the true uh, leader of that second unit. I mean, this guy's getting bags uh, on offense. Of course, you know, like. That's what drives prices most of the time. A fifty dollar uh, Emmanuel quickly card. I don't know how you can you can pass on that. I'm taking all five pick. of those for two hundred and fifty bucks for my low end pick. Great, my my mid tier pick, Jalen Brown, two thousand sixteen Prism Silver. The current price is hundred and fifty eight dollars. Pop count two seventy three down fifty six point three percent. Uh. Thank you, Chad. Last two playoffs that we have data for with this card, it was traded at $300 last playoffs, and two playoffs ago it was traded above $600. I know Jalen Brown is not the superstar that they projected him to be in uh, when he was, and he obviously is going to stay with this Celtics roster, but it's Jason Tatum's team. Jalen Brown is very good ball player. Yes, he struggles in some areas, but this guy is one of the stars of this Celtics team. And this Celtics team is going to make a deep run in the playoffs. If you're looking at a Celtic to invest in, I think Tatum is a lot more uh, is a lot is a higher price point. And when you can get in on a secondary rise, I'm going to take two Jalen Brown PSA 10 silvers for one hundred and fifty eight dollars, knowing that this traded for three hundred last playoffs. He's they're going to go back to the playoffs. They're probably going to make a very deep run into the playoffs. He's number 22 on our investment list. So he, in fact, is lower than Tyrese Halliburton. Another point that I'm making, I'm going to hammer that one home until until it's changed. 
So he's number 22 on our investment list, and he's coming in at 56.3% down right now. Crazy buy. So give me two Jalen Brown uh, PSA 10 silver prisms. That's going to clock it in at about 300. And then my high end is going to be around the same price, actually. Uh, uh, but I think he has a better high end than my mid-tier pick of Jalen Brown. Paolo Bancaro. There is something I wanted to talk about with this. Paul said that we had a Paolo Bancaro question on Monday. And Paul, I, I love his analysis. I love the respect he has for the game. Um, but he said, no, I wouldn't invest in Paolo Bancaro because I just don't see the markers. And I was like, okay, I could see that. I could see that. And then when I was watching the NBA this week, I realized this Orlando team is third in the East. They are 12 and five, Connor. And he is the guy on that team. You know there are people out there that are just dying for the magic to be good. It's been a long time since uh, since Howard got them to the uh, to the finals. Yep, Paolo Bencaro could see a very 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 significant rise here when we see him being the player that he is and that he's going to be. I think this PSA Silver Prism coming in at three hundred dollars when we see the average around that skill level and around stars of each team trading around five hundred dollars like we talked about earlier Paolo was a guy that i was going to add to the charts earlier but i said you know what frick Paolo on the charts i'm going to add him as my high-end investment for my thousand k portfolio of the week i think the uh, the emmanuel quickly the jalen brown and the Paolo bancuro psa 10s right now are something that are almost can't misses for three hundred and fifteen dollars and the average sale being around 283 so you could get actually cheaper than $300 and then you could go on and potentially make a 4 to $500 flip in the playoffs. Mm, yes, card banker. Yes, I do like Houston as well, which we will talk about in a second. These are two franchises that have bad historical names that are looking to turn a new leaf. And I think Cole Anthony and Paolo and all the other magic players out there with the with the Wagner brothers they're doing something a little bit. They're doing something unique, actually. And I think, um, unfortunately, I, I'm going to say that Paul was wrong. I think there are projectable markers for Paolo. I think he does play in the uh, Futures game uh, in the All-Star break. I think he does get some looks at um, at NBA teams, maybe second or third team, All-NBA, potentially. I think we have Paolo Bancuro making a run in the playoffs. I think people will be surprised at what goes on here. Connor, you're the basketball guy, though. Give it to me. How did how did I do on this high end pick? How much are you paying for Palo? That Prism Silver PSA ten. The last one sold for three hundred. The average price okay. is two eighty three. He won Rookie of the Year last year. Yeah, yeah. I think this is phenomenal. I think this is super undervalued, right? I $100 mean, hundred dollars less than Chet. Well, let's try something real quick. Bear with me for just a moment. Who won before Paolo? It was Lamelo, right? Yes, it was Lamelo. What's Lamelo's prism silver going for? Like six, four, seven hundred, four, five hundred dollars. Okay, so we're talking low sure. threes for Paolo, who's a more recent rookie of the year, less injury history, more efficient, less turnovers, better franchise at the moment in terms of winning games. Yeah. Um, I think this, I think it's a great pick. I don't necessarily love 463. Okay. Is $150 less. So yeah. 
over 30% less. Um, Hold on. You said that the Magic are a better franchise than the Hornets? Right now? Yeah. Win Winning-wise, absolutely. I, I just, I just want to point out that might be, you know, bottom. What have the Hornets done the last 10 years? I'm just saying two of the bottom three franchises in the NBA. So <laughs> there's like, they're the fighting for relegation can, down there. I agree, but you can feel the match. Like I, I agree it in Brooklyn you. before they traded away all their pieces to get Harden, KD and Kyrie that failed the year before that. I loved that team because they went from trash to just getting a lot of guys that fit together well, a lot of chemistry, and they were building in a in a positive way and winning games the right way. And that's what Orlando's doing to me right now. You can see it, and you can kind of feel it. Uh, I was watching a, a, a game maybe a week or two ago. Uh, they were playing Boston at home, and the announcer was talking about it too. He said, last year, this time last year when Boston came, it was straight Boston fans. And this year, it's a, it's a totally different story. So there's physical evidence of this. I like a lot of guys over there in Orlando. They've got a lot of pieces that if they continue to decide who's going to take on what role. And they're young. They're still learning how to win. I, I like it. I like it. I think it's a great value for the for the pickup that you're getting here. The only thing that concerns me is that I just don't love Paolo's game. I don't okay. know like how well. And I know he just won the rookie of the year, so this might sound a little bit ridiculous to say. But like I don't know how well his game translates to being a top-tier player in the NBA. He's kind of funky in the mid range. He doesn't shoot it great from three, and he's a little undersized to be banging down low. Like, I, he's just a tweener for me, which is how I've always felt about Duke Forge coming out, even though as a Duke fan, he's just a tweener for me. And he, I mean, he shut me up as rookie of the year, absolutely. And he shut me up. He's playing decent enough this year, but long term, I'm curious to see what his ceiling is. I think you'll make money on the card. I'm not, I'm not doubting uh, the, the card decision, I'm doubting just his career. Uh, outside of the sports card realm in terms of how how high he can peak if that makes sense i mean his shooting percentages aren't bad no they're not they're not i mean he's playing well it's just that he is that tweener he really is he's not he's, he's not sh he's shooting fast almost, he's shooting uh like 56 percent from the field okay he's terrible at the line yeah um, terrible at the line what's he shooting from three probably 50 low 30 50 from three right now yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay i mean if he, yeah if he keeps that up it's just he's my, not it's just my diagnosis. He's not. I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll shoot above forty percent from the year. I don't. I doubt he shoots above like thirty-eight. And thirty-eight's that number for me that I look. Oh, at. I'm sorry. That was. I was just reading the stats from the last week. Uh, but he's still forty. He's still forty-four percent from three. Yeah. Yeah. Can't argue with that. There. Just my long-term diagnosis. I think you're going to make money lead. here. Yeah, I, I will hundred percent. I think you're going to make money here, and I think. I have to disagree with Paul by saying there are markers to sell Palo this year in the next six months. I think that there will be markers for this Orlando team as they get more and more press coverage. People love to love a team coming out of the cellar. You know, like when teams are coming out of being absolute dog crap for the last, you know, 10, 15 years, people love to hear a storyline like that. Absolutely. And I think Palo is a guy that is confident enough. That's what I will say about his game. He's confident enough to be like, shut up the naysayers, let's ball. You know, and, and I think that uh, I like his game, uh, unfortunately. Un, un and I like what he can do. Yeah, I think Chad might be. You know, I don't know if he's agree. He said agree with Connor. Then he asked if we watched WBC, put him around the right players, and Powell's a very good player. So there it sounds like he's agreeing with you. I'm not saying that he can't be a very good player. I'm saying his ceiling is limited. He's not. I don't think he'll ever be like a top ten guy in the league because he, he's just a tweener. 
He's not fast enough to be an elite guard. He's not big enough to be an elite post. He doesn't shoot well enough, typically speaking, to be an elite wing. He's just in between. He does a lot of things very well. I think he'll be a good player in the league for a long time, but I don't. So who do you comp him to right now then? It's tough because there's not there have not been very many forwards of recent days that have survived that are undersized. I compare I almost compared him to like a Jabari Parker, but wow, Paolo's developing. I mean, he's better than Jabari, but he's developing his shooting. But Tobias Harris, okay, he's like a Tobias Harris for me. So over or under Julius Randle. Julius Randle is a good comp too. Uh, Julius Randle frustrates me because of shot selection and efficiency numbers. Um, I think long term, I got Palo above Julius Randle for yeah. ceiling of career. I think he ends up being the player more like Jason Tatum than he ends up being like uh, Jason Tatum. More like Jason Tatum rather than Julius Randle. I think you are arguing he's going to be more like Julius Randle than Jason Tatum. I think he's just going to be like Tobias Harris. <laughs> you think he's going to be Jabari Parker? <laughs> Do, I mean, I we'll, we'll see how it plays out. Let's go and move into let's go and move into winner of the week. Uh, we'll see how it plays out long term. Oh, but gotta, I'm, you got to name yours. Oh goodness gracious! Got me all flustered here. Let's yeah, let's hop into mine. Mine are important because one of them's getting bought eventually. All right, let's start low end. I want to make money off of Paul Hickey's predictions. And there's a window to continue to do so, and that's within Cam Thomas. 2021 Prism Base PSA 10. I'm getting five of these. This is down 64% for the last 30 days. The last sale was $21 for a Prism Base PSA 10. Cam Thomas is a absolute certified bucket getter. Can't play defense worth a lick. I don't know that he helps teams win, but he's going to get buckets. He's going to put it up, and he's going to score. Yeah, he is. He's injured. But he will return and continue to score said buckets. I think this is easily a $50 card when he comes back and drops 30 back to back. Uh, so I'm getting five of those for it. Last sale was 21 bucks. I'm thinking this is probably like a $30 purchase. So we'll say 150 bucks. Mid tier, Tua. We've talked about Tua a lot lately. Andy Kaysen backed us up. You liked him last week. 2020 Select Field Silver PSA 10, down 42% the last 30 days. You can buy this card for $174, which is like cheaper than Trevor Lawrence, who's just stupidly overrated. Uh, Dolphins, they have an easy route the rest of the way in the regular season to win the AFC East. Um, I'm buying this two of these cards, two of, two of these two of cards. Two of these two uh, of cards. I'm buying two of them now before the playoff game starts, and uh, I'm listing them to end before the playoff game starts. Excuse me. Um, this card sold for $300 twice uh, early season when that offense exploded, and I think the playoff markers will have it see similar growth there. So I got two of those, uh, two of the two of us. So that's a $350 more there. Um, high end. We're going Ja Morant 2019 Prism Silver PSA 10. This is a card I am like actively about to buy right now because I think this is a phenomenal investment. And Lefty talked last week about long term worries for Ja Morant, and I think they're super valid. We don't know where his head's at. Hopefully, he comes back as a mature human being, but we just don't know. I'm not even worrying about that because I think that when he comes back and has three weeks of explosive performances and absolutely jumps out of the gym and dunks on somebody that this is going to turn into a six or $700 card right now. It's selling for $450. I think this is the right card for job. I think he's the right player right now because it, it's, it's, I think it's going to be quick money when he returns and plays like job Morant. There's never been a question of how good he is on the court. There's been questions about off the court. I think he'll stay on the court long enough to see this card spike, uh, making this the right time to pick up. The John Morant 2019 Prism Silver in PSA 10. All right. I didn't talk about this earlier, but I did bring up, I was going to bring up John Morant's PSA 10 more heavily 
when we were talking about the Prism Silver earlier. So I do have the data for you. It is traded right now at 447 or something. Is that what you, yeah, 447. The last time that the, the like that the prices were down at this point was when he got suspended the first time. But other than that, this card has been way north of 447, consistently around the five six hundred dollar mark. And so um, I think you, if you are willing to put <laughs> the old Paul Ramsey plays, uh, willing to put money into the risk bucket, if you have a high risk threshold, then yes, you can put a John Morant money out there and make it and make money. But like Zion, I have PTSD in this area. And I think I have so many risky investments out there right now. I am willing to go other places but connor i love that you in fact are tell the people what you're gonna do i'm in a i'm in a uh best offer battle with the seller right now i've got him down a lot of these are listed on ebay in like that 550 to 600 range right now so i've got someone down to 480 at the moment i'm trying to decide if i'm gonna pull the trigger or not i just don't feel like it's that risky he's not gonna come back and shoot someone or i don't know if i could say that on youtube wow he's yeah. not gonna come back and do something stupid in the first week like we're gonna have a couple of weeks of grace, surely for John Morant. I mean, for me, it's a quick play. I think that within the next month or two, this card spikes two hundred dollars or so, uh, becomes an eight hundred dollar or a six, seven, eight hundred dollar card. So, Chad yeah, says he bought after suspension for three seventy five. Yeah, there's yeah. A, yeah right here around this area is where he bought in. Looks like a floor for him, really. I think so too. Connor, I think did so you, too, we did shall you, find out. Did you give him the data? Did you say the last sale was four forty seven? That's forty dollars higher than you're at. I know, I know, but like I said, everything's going for like five fifty right now. And the, I think if you look at it's kind everything's of listed for five fifty. Correct. Everything's listed for five fifty. But if you look at the last few trades, they've still fluctuated up and down from that four fifty number. Like there's not very many that are below that four fifty as of late. Um I didn't say I had pulled the trigger yet. I said I have them down to 480 at the moment. Also. That's what I'm saying. I think you just bring up the fact that the last, let's see, one, two, three, four, uh, five of the last seven sales are underneath 440. Interesting point. Just mess my research it. when we hop off before I buy it. Like, comment that, say, 440 or whatever, last. Five of the last seven sales are underneath 450. See what he says. Sounds good. That's my strategic in. advice. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to get a deal. I'm going to get a deal. Don't you worry. I'll, I'll be reporting back too. I believe in Up you. next, we got winner of the week. I need to let out some frustrations <laughs> in the winner of the week session. Is that what we're calling this? Winners of the week? Dude. Okay. <laughs> what was, last week was Detroit. And we fortunately we hit the two prop bets. Um, if we had done like a round robin, we could have still made money, but I parlayed them. Um, I did too. Detroit lost at home. They were four and one at home to a one and four on the road Packers team. Jordan Love looked like the second coming of Tom Brady with Randy Moss on his team. I was so frustrated by this game, but I want to I want to emphasize something to the people listening that are investing their money into sports betting. The picks that I'm choosing are straight lines. And they're very research-based. I'm not giving you guys anything that's not research-based. But what I do 
to make money sports betting is I take alternative props, player props. And I do them for the NBA specifically. I do them NFL a little bit, but I have more success in the NBA. These don't come out until like three or four hours before the game starts. So when I put these put these plays together, I'm unable to do these alternative props. So I'm taking straight lines and I'm looking at as much research-based evidence as I possibly can uh, to pick a good pick here. My recommendation, however, always is to use all props if you can, because um, I went on, I mean, you can just go on streaks where you pick several guys at, you know, three or four points below their, their average or below their money or their line for points. And they, they told together for plus 100 plus 200, you can make good money there while mitigating your risk per leg there. So just my thoughts before I hop into the winner of the week this week. However, I think we do have a pretty good one. Last week, Card Banker 20 said, Connor, your take on the Houston Rockets. I think a lot of upside there with, um, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Shane, it's Shane Goon, I believe that's how it's pronounced. Green and Smith Jr. plus legit coats. Any chance Shane Goon makes the All-Star game? I think he is. That's why he is my lefties correlating sports card play advice with explanation to, <laughs> to this. Because he is my... PS, we're going back to the silver well. We talked about this being the Prism Silver basketball episode. So everything that I've recommended so far has been silver prisms, uh, PSA 10s. And I'm going back to the well here with a Sangoon PSA 10, Prism Silver, pop 139. If you guys are on the screen, you can see the chart from the last 365 days. But here is the important data I need you to know. Although the last sale price was up 70%, Seven out of the last 10 sales of this card were under $200. So you can get, I believe you can get into this card for under $200. As discussed above, uh, this has the ability to reach around $450 when this team has better PR and than it has over the past few years. Like uh, Card Banker 20 brought up earlier, Houston and Orlando are both teams that are on the rise. There is several times I have tried to fade the Houston Rockets this year, and it has not paid off well for me. And so I, I think this Houston Rockets team is wanting to turn a new leaf. They're they're wanting to do a couple new things. They did not bring in another. Uh, they did not bring another Russell Westbrook to this team. They're building from youth. Finally, um, they're they're getting young. They're doing what they're doing. Of course, they still have guys like um, that are on this team that that will not be there when they're competing for um, playoff hopes. But Sangoon is the real deal. He is a, a very well respected. And if you look at his cards based on other forwards and centers in the league, his cards are still undervalued. I would rather go with a with a guy like um, a scorer like Green in this instance. But I think Green's cards are more are at the level where they're expected to be more appropriately than Sangoon. I think Sangoon's market will rise and you'll see a percentage return greater than green over the next uh, six to 12 months. So my pick here in respect to your winner of the week would be um, getting a Sangoon card, a Alperine Sangoon um, or Alperin or however you say, it. I'm sure I butchered that. Sangoon, I, I believe is the pronunciation of the last name. So his pop count is 139 PSA 10 silvers, $239. Like that was the current sale price. The last one was $239. The one sold right before that 
was actually $148. I don't know how somebody paid $100 more for a Shingun card than they did the last previous sale. That's probably just a misnomer. But I could see the last, like I said, the last seven of the last 10 um, sold for under $200. So I think you could get in underneath $200 and make good profit here when this is about a $350, $400 card. I love it. Um, I'm big on Shangun. I am. So to answer, uh, to answer our question here from Card Banker, do we think Shangun has a chance to make the All Star game? Yeah, but I think he's got a better chance to get Most Improved Player of the Year. Mm. Um, he's averaging roughly a 21 point double double shooting well from the field. He's big. He looked. He made Giannis look kind of small the other night. Um. And I think the Rockets are technically our winner of the week. Like you're saying, they're moving in the right direction. But I think there's a couple things to note here. Yes, they're moving in the right direction with youth. However, there comes downside to having the youth, right? So there's immaturity in shot selection taken now. I've seen a lot through Jalen Green specifically. Bad efficiency. They added a vet, which I love adding the vet in Fred Van Fleet. However, Fred Van Fleet is historically a terrible efficiency guard, like one of the worst in the league year after year. Um, I like Shangun a lot outside of him, though. I don't know how much I like in terms of investing in sports cards right now and in terms of investing in them right now to win games. They're eight and seven in the West, but they haven't won a single game on the road, um, which is why I'm actually fading them for my winner of the week. The Rockets can be the winner of the week, but I'm taking the Nuggets spread at minus six tonight. Uh, Nuggets are at home and they are eight and oh at home. They played the Rockets a few days ago and got absolutely smacked. However, no Jamal Murray, no Jokic, and I think no Aaron Gordon at the time. And all three of those guys are game time decisions. So I'm assuming at least two of them will probably play. Game time decisions often mean they're playing. Um, and they're still deep to where if one of them misses, I mean, they got KCP, Michael Porter Jr., Christian Brown. Reggie Jackson's been playing well, too. Um, so 8-0 at home versus... Reggie uh, was a bucket against the Clippers. He was. Nuggets are 8-0 at home. Rockets are 0-6 on the road. I got the Nuggets covering the six-point spread. Hopefully, I mean, it's an absolute lock if Jokic and Jamal Murray both play. Um, so that is going to be my winner of the week. But I do like the Rockets' direction long-term. Um, I don't know how big Jabari Smith Jr.'s ceiling is. He's on my fantasy basketball team. has been disappointing me. I think Shane Goon, like you're saying, is the guy here uh, to invest in. And lefties, lefties pick uh, mirrored my thoughts there. Let's go ahead and hop into some Q&A, Lefty. I need you to look at this right here. You see this? The All-Star game is in Indy. What does that think? What do you think when when I'm saying that? Tyrese Halliburton. Yes, sir. Hometown hero, man. He is going to get so much run over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to buy a Tyrese Halliburton card, and I'm going to love it. I like it. it. I might shift shift my job and rant purchase into Tyrese Halliburton because I think that's huge. They're playing... It's a it's a home game for him. There's going to be so many fans voting for him that he might he might be a starter in the All Star game. If he's a starter in the All Star game on home turf, first time starter with the year that he's putting up, them overperforming Darkers, yeah, and it's cheap. I like it. Let's go Q and A, Lefty. All right, let's hop into the Chaz audience. Give me some advice, by the way. Eh. Potentially. I don't think it'll be Cade Cunningham. Market's not big enough. No one cares about Cade Cunningham. You don't see him anywhere. It could be Halliburton for sure, and it could be Maxi. Halliburton, I'd go Maxi, Halliburton, then Shingun in terms of uh, most improved player of the year. 
odds in my opinion. I was talking about him saying go for the auction. Oh, yeah, I saw that as well. I saw that as well. <laughs> All right, let's get into let's talk. Let's talk questions. Too. Yeah, kicking it off with Mark D. Lefty, are you selling Bowman Chrome first PSA ten uh, at bin for a decent profit and eliminate the risk of a market flood in spring? Then taking that money and question mark. Uh, good question, Mark. Um, I am selling Bowman Chrome first PSA 10s at Buy It Now. Uh, I have some of mine listed already. I think Chad does too um, for what we want to get out of them. Um, and I actually have been selling some Spencer Jones cart PSA 10 Spencer Jones recently um, because uh, I kind of I have had a I have had a family situation where I've been needing to get some cash out of sports cards. And I feel like um, making a small win in Bowman Chrome uh, PSA 10s rather than taking a loss on other cards is still good for the time that you need to get money out of cards. Um, I think this is uh, illuminating um, the market flood in the spring. This is something that I've been minorly chatting about and definitely ruminating on for the past couple of weeks. Is I think... Um, a lot of people, for instance, Holiday, Jackson Holiday, are holding Jackson Holiday for to sell in the call-up. So I think that there will be a massive flood of his cards in the spring. So I am going to, and I think for the PSA 10s, I'm going to try to be first to the market. And I'm going to actually start selling them uh, at a decent profit during spring training rather than on the first day of the season. Um, so... I hope that answers your question. I will take that money and roll it into uh, probably in the summer. I like to roll into um, prospects that are playing well that I think are underdeveloped. Um, for instance, we saw some guys like Colt Keith get some of my money this summer and stuff like that. So that usually I, I throw it into another player that is uh, a late bloomer. Hope that helps Mark D up next. Great question from Shane Graham uh, that gets updated. So let me read this off and then give you the updated version. Lefty, if I had $500 to invest in right now, would you look at a Tyrese Halliburton Silver, Prism Silver, PSA 10? Or would you look at a baseball prospect like Holiday, Churio, Wood, Jackson Holiday, James Churio, James Wood? Or he added to it, Trout slash Otani. Where are you going with this 500 bucks? I mean, this is something I'm literally debating in my own portfolio right now that trout card shook you up a little bit it did mm. um i i'm taking halliburton because i think he will there will be a significant sell marker before the season starts for baseball and so i think i can flip 500 dollars from halliburton into um holiday trio wood trout otani before march so I think I can make both of these plays happen if I take Halliburton. Great answer. I love it. <clears throat> Up next, Card Banker 20. Darren Fox, is he a buy right now? He seems lost in the shuffle. You know, I watched that Kings game last night against the Warriors, and they're going in, they're going in as the one seed for um and that would that was a great game. The Kings were down by 14 at one point. I and, know. And they came back and won. And um, the Warriors just disappeared. They let their turnovers get the best of them. They had several technical fouls by DeAndre Green that 
that sometimes jacks them up, but yesterday I think it lost them the game. Um, but Fox, Fox is the is one was one of the leaders of this team. I now think this is Sabonis's team because Fox definitely has what it takes to score and lead this offense. But when I when I what I saw yesterday was I saw him deferring to other players a lot. Like Malik Monk had a game yesterday because Fox passes him the ball because they're comfortable together. They played in they played in college together. There's, I just don't think Fox is the superstar we thought he was going to be. I think he's very good and I think he's a star, but I don't think he's a superstar. I think he would be a hero in our category, not a goat. And I think that um, he missed, I think, seven or eight free throws last night from the line. And there's just certain, there's just stuff about him that I think he's just a really good, fast guard. And I think he is the Emmanuel Quickly profile that everybody wanted him to be, a Devin Booker profile. <laughs> you know. And I think people want him to be a superstar, and I'm just not sure he's going to be there. I think he's a very, very good basketball player that is going to play significant minutes for a long time. But I I do think he's getting a little lost in the shuffle. Good answer. Yeah, I think he's like one notch from being a superstar, and I don't know that he'll get there. And the other thing to consider is that his card market just is like, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's cared about. He's like the opposite of a card darling, Yeah, as you guys would refer to. Um, if you look at his market, like his cards aren't traded very frequently. They're not very volatile. Um, I think it would t- like if you really want to invest in him right now, there's not very many cards that are down that are appealing cards. I think his Prism Silver is up and Prism Base are up. Um, so I don't know if it's a good buy right now. Maybe on a dip, look at getting his Prism Silver. And if the Kings can continue to improve, I mean, they were pretty close last year to making a serious playoff run. Obviously, they lost to Golden State, but. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's there, crazy there could be some me, markers for Fox long term. It's crazy to me that his cards are trading at two eighty two, like two hundred eighty two dollars right now. Plus, I mean, the you know, several months ago it was at one seventeen for a silver prism. Chad is Chad is flaming right now. He says this is Fox's team. He's trying to get everyone else involved. Fox is a beast, total superstar. There's, I think. Uh, I I think there's still like a small layer between him and a legit superstar. Like it could be maybe that it, the market's smaller and it's just it doesn't come off as much. We don't see him in the media as much. But um, regardless, I still let don't me, think. Let me ask you this: pop off. What are the card markets for these two players, Russell Westbrook and John Wall? There's not much one. I. I mean, they they both have cards out there, but they don't have cards that are insane and highly traded. And I would put Fox in that category of those two players. Both of those players I would call superstars. But at the same time, I wouldn't invest in either one of those cards. So I think that's a good comparison. I'll take that. I'll take that to the bank, Chad. I'll hit my head all the way to the bank when I take my Halliburton's for mega cash and you can have your Darion Fox. Yeah, I think if you want to inv- if you want to put that money somewhere, the spot to put it's Halliburton. Although to Chad's point, back in 2020, and this Fox card has sat in that kind of 200 to 300 dollar range without much fluctuation since 
basically December of 2021. But back in early 2021, it was spiking like crazy. It was up in that $800 range. I just don't know. I don't know what it would take for that car to spike again. Last, yeah, last year he was fantastic in the playoffs, Chad. Fantastic yeah, but, in the playoffs, and he didn't really spike. Yeah, Think I about mean, how good he was. It went up to three fifteen during the like after the playoffs or during the playoffs last year. Yeah, it's current. It's currently at two eighty two eighty two. I'm fading Fox. I'm investing elsewhere. I think Lefty's on the same page. Up next, we got Shane Graham. Lefty, could it make sense to get an Otani PSA 10 now and sell when he signs and then make a play for prospects to sell during yeah. spring training? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think it would depend on um, the which Otani you get. I would stick to Tops. Um, I would stick to Series 1 or maybe Chrome or uh, Bowman. Uh, there are so many Otani parallels. You got to be careful which one you're getting into. But yes, an Otani PSA 10 right now. We're going back. We're just gonna we're just gonna go back to this before we wrap up the show. I think we have Chad triggered right now. He said Fox in the same breath as John Wall. Fox is a top five point guard in the league right now. John Wall was also a top five point guard in the league at one time, no doubt. Like is probably like year three, something like that. I really don't think that's a bad comparison. I'll be honest. And I don't know that. I don't know that Fox is a top five point guard in the league right now off the top of my head. He's close. I'm not going to argue that, but we'll leave, we'll, we'll leave the listeners with, with that to debate there. How, how good really is De'Aaron Fox? Is he an elite player? Uh, is he a top five point guard in the league? Chad's worked up, which I love. We'll have some good debate on it. Speaking of Chad, we got a 6.30 p.m. Central deep dive with Chad Gill himself, Dr. Crack. Uh, so be sure to tune into that there. Uh, Left, you got any closing thoughts for today's deep dive before we let Paul take it away with the rock music? Oh, I'm going to address um, Shane Graham again. Topps Chrome 35th anniversary um, uh, Angels MVP card. I'm assuming that's the 2021. Um, not a bad card. It's a really good looking card. Um, uh, I think you could do a little bit better on Shohei card there. Um, the raw value of that card is around 250 um but uh yeah i think the, the the point is yes yeah i think you can flip money from shohei into prospects i just would be careful about which shohei card you get into um i want to know what chad's thoughts are on the 630 show about deary on fox said no the 2018 paul was referencing and it goes around 250 in psa oh yes Finger. then that, that is the one that i yeah i would do that one yeah, I'll make sure we'll bring up Deer and Fox a little bit in, in tonight's deep dive. I'll make, I still got a little bit of prep work to do, so we'll we'll have some stuff ready for Dr. Crack and, and we'll get his voice there. But um, I think that's going to do it for me. Lefty, as usual, I had a blast, my friend. Hopefully you guys listening got some good value from it. Um, any closing thoughts, Lefty? I love these shows. I love how we're able to get really granular and show a lot of the background of what we're doing. Um, thank you to Market Movers. Um, you guys can use the code no off season correct 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 uh at, at uh, market movers to get you a deal there um that's what we use for all of our data so if you're wanting to look at data the way we looked at data today um uh, then use market movers bang good stuff lefty guys we will see you at this time again next week for now we are going to let paul take it away
Great job on today's show, Lefty and Connor. Everybody, thanks so much for watching and listening. I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com. Don't forget to get your free 30-day trial today at NoOffSeason.com to help you build your sports card investment portfolio and take lessons at Sports Card School. Go to SportsCardSchool.com. Text sports cards to 1-833-992-5727 to get your buy alerts and your sell alerts. Text sports cards to 1-833-992-5727. That's 1-833-992-5727. Text sports cards there to get your buy alerts and sell alerts to crystallize your profits. We would love it if you give us a positive review on Apple or Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey and connect with us on Instagram at Sports Card Strategy. Thanks for being part of the NoOffSeason.com family. Have a great day.